Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the season two Shahara Nightlife. This is episode two. Um, suicidal freethinker found hope in Islam. So, but before we begin, I just want to share with you. You know, like uh, even for Sister Risi, she has her own YouTube channel, and it's called Risiology. Let me put her up on the front. Why I'm talking about this right now, uh, although it's side topic, um, but the main thing is because of her recent video that she shared uh, regarding uh, pornography, which I thought was really insightful. Um, main, mainly is because you know she has this discussion with her sister on pornography, and I think you should watch more about it on her own YouTube channel. You can see uh, Reseology as her tagline on her name says Reseology. Yeah, so. Um, maybe we see, can give the audience like a glimpse of what this video is about so that uh, they are enticed to go to watch. Okay, so hi, my name is Rusi and I'm a revert. Um, I live in Canada and recently I discovered that my 11-year-old sister was watching pornography on her iPad because she lives, you know, away from me and she lives with, like my parents and then my parents don't really know anything about the pornography world. So they allow her to have an iPad all the time and because she's on the iPad all the time, she's watching YouTube, she's watching a bunch of different things and many of those things are inappropriate and not suitable for kids. The thing is, it's not her fault because she's only 11 years old um the thing is she stumbled upon this by accident and this is how bad habits also form and in the video that i recently uploaded i have a real genuine conversation with my 11 year old sister on how she overcame her pornography habits so give that a watch after this if you have some time okay thanks for sharing that sister Risi. um hang on can you guys hear me okay good yeah okay Good. Sorry. <laughs> Time technical uh, issues. Okay, so we don't want much further ado. I'll just introduce tonight's panelists. We have on the top right here, Brother Iskander, all the way from the Netherlands. Welcome. Thank you again, Brother, for joining us. And uh, next we have is uh, Sister Risi. As you already met, she shared about her, her video that she did with her sister on her YouTube channel. Do check it out. Uh, she's all the way from Toronto, Canada. And okay, so without much further ado, I'll share with you Brother Shafiq, who will be sharing his story, how he eventually came to find Islam. Assalamualaikum, brother. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're all the way from Malaysia. Thanks for, for you know, being a part of this uh, initiative today. So uh, please share with us uh, how, you know, what's your backstory? How did it all come together? How did Islam eventually come to your life? Yeah. So, in the beginning, actually, I didn't see any Islam practice around me, actually. I have lots of Malay Muslim friends in Malaysia, but mostly I didn't, if, uh, I did not even see them have a good practice. Because uh, as, as my history is, when during I was a free thinker, I mix around with all my Malay Muslim friends, but mostly they are all involved in triadic. Oh. So <laughs> I didn't see the, the real practice from them. And then, but I born as a Taoism family. So it's quite, uh, for me, it's quite uh, something that miracle actually. On During my prim primary school, school i think it's in standard four i think 
my grandma having a prayers on the ancestor. Okay. So okay. as we know, as the Chinese uh, Taoism, they they when they doing the prayers on the ancestor, they they preparing all the roasted chicken, roasted duck, everything, right? So I just suddenly asked ask her. I say, uh, Grandma, if I didn't have any money, I having an economical problem. So how do I prepare all this? Even though if I am a poor man. I cannot afford to buy all this thing. So wishing my our ancestor would, would bless me, right? So my grandma didn't give me any the answer that I want. She just told me that uh you just follow because this is what we did since uh your your great great grandmother and great grandfathers. So you just followed it. So I'm quite not satisfied like, at that time. So and uh, by the time being, so I feel that it's it's not not the one that I want. So uh, in standard five, end of standard five, I joining a Buddhism class. Hmm. But uh, for a few months, not not so long. But as we know, the practice in uh, Buddhism also they they also some of the places they also mix or mix with uh, lots of idols. They have the Guan Yin, they have all the the the, the uh, what we call the Tian Kong, everything. So I'm a, a bit confused on that. Uh, because they all trusted the the, the way that uh, is uh, from Gautama Buddha mostly, all the thoughts mm -hmm. of Gautama Buddha. But mm -hmm. I can't get on it is when during the they are reciting the scriptures. It's all in Sanskrit. Actually, they translate it in Romanized it in Mandarin. So I can't understand. I can't understand. At the end, also, I don't know what they are they are reciting for. It's only follow the monk. And then at end of the program, as is uh, end of the program, the monk will having a mass. Uh, they they were having a mass sort uh, like a taskirah uh, About half an hour is talking about uh, the eternity. And then the karma, everything. So, uh, in about one year plus, so I also uh, get also didn't join the, the the society already because I, I can't get what I want. Actually, I don't know at, at that time. I, I don't know what I want actually, but see something that cannot satisfy me. I cannot get the true answer for me. And then mm. few years ago, uh, during. My standard six and until form four, I didn't go to any uh, do the prayers. I didn't follow any of my family's uh, any ritual. So I just uh, simply pass my day like that. And then on form four, I have uh, a group of friends is a Christian Protestant. Uh, they keep on visiting me at that time, uh, especially on weekends. Mm -hmm. They. Uh, I think it's uh, every weekend they, they come to my house. So wow. I'm a bit uh, attracted when the program, the, the, the gathering program is end, each of them they're having a prayers. So I'm quite attracted with that. So I just offer myself, I say, uh, can I try you? Because when they go to my house, they don't even talk about the religion. They don't even talk about their religion, but I'm attracted with the way when they... Uh, going to end their program, their, their gathering, each of them, they have a prayers. So as a du'a for, for us. 
so I quite attracted. So I offer myself, and then on the, uh, during form five, beginning of form five, I'm baptized. But uh, after I'm baptized, uh, it's about three months. I think I take three months. So the 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 sickness is come again. So I feel that that time I I was sick, you know, because I'm looking for something that maybe it's not appeared because. Uh, I'm reading the New Testament because Protestant Christian they are using the New Testament uh, Bible. So after I finish it, I find something that there's a dialogue between Jesus and God. Mm-hmm. So which means there's a there's a dialogue that he is doing the prayers, he is doing the dua to God. But what I found out is why Christian need to do through Jesus. And then go to the court. So I asked them, but they can't give me the real answer. And then I also asked them about the the scriptures of our Bible, the original text. How do I can how do I get it? The original text because uh, some of the churches uh, they they having a new edition every year. So I'm not for me. It's a bit suspicious on that. Is that really a Bible from God? The Bible is from God. So uh, after three months, so that time I think also I finished my form five studies. So I also uh, get up from the society and don't want to join them because my mom is very uh, mad on me because my mom is uh, herself is a Catholic. So no. Protestant Christian is not numb. <laughs> <laughs> so my mother always told me, if you join them, they don't have mom, you know, because in uh, Catholic, they trust, uh, they, they believe in Mother Mary, actually. In the church of uh, Catholic, they have Mother Mary uh, idols inside. But for Protestant, they didn't have. So my mom, where <laughs> it's all the time where I go to the church, she's calling me. So at the end, when I quit from the quit from uh, protestant christian so uh, getting slowly i didn't trust any religion at that time because uh, during that time when i finished my form five i think i took my diploma in computer programming actually but by, by the time being i also working so start from that i'm not trust any religion so I just trust on myself. I didn't believe any religion really because for me at that time I said, where where I can find God? Because when I have difficulties, where God's come to help me? Mm-hmm. God didn't show me. If you really have the God in this world, please show me something. Please show me something. And my even getting worse is when I working as a, my my position as a retail executive at that time. I think it's in uh, beginning of uh, year two two thousand. Beginning of year two thousand, I'm promoted as a retail executive. So my salary is very very <laughs> so can say very high salary that time because I uh, I'm still single at the time. So from uh, Malaysia ringgit that time, uh, my salary per month average is about four thousand. So peak season, even though peak season three months altogether average, I get can get net twenty thousand. So it's very high actually, but I still not enough. 
because I'm looking for branded. When I saw my friend, they wearing branded. I also wanted they having a, 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 a branded cars. I also, also wanted. So I trying to compare. I trying to compare with other people. They uh, richest, rich, more rich than me. So at that time, I'm trying to look for more money. So uh, I, coincident, I involved in drug addict, uh, drug trafficking first. And then mm -hmm. I myself also involved as a drug user. So it's quite, quite hard for me to get up from there. Why? Because during that time, I'm, I'm a retail executive, it's quite busy because I myself, below me, I have 13, a 13 outlet to handle. Each outlet, I have four brands four brand to handle. So, end of the month, I need to check for 44 sets of uh, reports. The inventory report with a tiny, tiny little <laughs> uh, form. So I have need to check. So at that time, I slowly involved with uh, what we call uh, drugs, what we call the uh, ice. Mm -hmm. So it make me more energetic to handle my work. And then some, and in the same way, so I try to sell because I, I look at this, it's quite, quite a lot of money if I, I can gain a lot of money from them. So my life is getting worse and worse and worse. Even though, actually, I am my mom's sons, so I quite uh. So everything when my mom told me everything, I can accept. But during when I become a drug addict, uh, I change a lot. Mm -hmm. Even though my mom advised me a little bit something, I also can't accept. I will scold her. I will get angry. It's quite hard for me that time. And then even though in 2001 and 2002, if I'm not mistaken, 2002, because of all the pressure, I cannot get treated. So I tried to suicide. Actually, not try. It's already finished one whole bottle of that all. Wow. So because I, I trying to end my life, I didn't think of, I didn't think anything i just say if i die it's more easier than making my my life getting hard it's not easy to get through that actually at that time because mm -hmm. i involved a lots of things and then i feel life is quite pressure and then even with my father's relationship it's also a very big gaps i trying to compare with my friends why my all my friends they have a good father actually my father is really good but it's only me i am the problem i am i am one to having the problem so i cannot get get rid of them so all the pressure get get into me so i try to end my life but if you say want to die it's also not easy it's mm. not easy <laughs> I finished one whole bottle and then my friend found out because that time I renting a house with my friend. We are sharing uh, the rooms. So my friend found out, they sent me to the hospital. So Alhamdulillah. So at that time, 
send me to emergency. Doctor said still uh, not even get through the the what that all is not burned my 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 stomach yet. So alhamdulillah, so everything. But uh, I need to be sent to the psychiatric uh, clinic. So even though when I go to the doctor, I quarrel with doctor. I see if a crazy person, if a mental illness person, they won't do this. Mm-hmm. They won't do this. It's only a normal person they will get easily find a way to die. I see if if I having a mental illness, I won't I won't easily get to suicide. So I keep on quarrel, and then my life is getting worse each of uh weekends. So I spend my time in nightclubs, disco. I drunk with drugs. I'm still working, but my performance is getting worse actually at the time because I don't know what to do. During 2004, there's a tsunami in Indonesia. So uh, the first turning point for me actually, because at that time I myself also uh, a lot made me. something to think that what's the purpose i come to this world and when when my life ends where i will go suddenly on that on the 26th of december if i'm not mistaken 2004 that day actually i planning to go my son to having my son bathing in batufringi penang Because at that time I don't like my skin if with fair skin, I like with kind skin. So at the day, I don't know why what happened really what happens. Uh, I cannot wake up. I wake up at seven something at the day, but the the weather outside there is quite yellowish sky. So mm-hmm. I feel that it's not not sunny day. So I just uh, go back to my room and have a sleep. So until two o'clock afternoon, I check out my handphone. There's forty two missed call. I still remember that time. My handphone is three three one zero Nokia. So forty two missed call because one of my colleagues know 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 that I'm going to the to, to the beach. She called the, the last the the last call that I receive is she just asked me where are you. No, I'm just at home. I just wake up, so she didn't talk much. She just hang up, and then later in four four o'clock, five o'clock, some five five something in the afternoon, she called me. You go and check and see the internet. Just watch the YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I watch the YouTube. No, oh my God, the beach that I'm going is having a tsunami. I I I thought I'm still dreaming because I'm still at at the period of uh, not really good because I'm I'm still taking drug at that time. So I keep on watching, and then one of the video is about uh, Aceh in Masjid Ar Rahma nearby the Hindi Ocean. It's quite attractive. Is is what all around the masjid is all clear. It's only masjid. The building of masjid in the middle of the empty land, so that something that clicked on me. See, there is someone who controls this. 
but I don't know who. I don't know who. The feeling is like this. And then keep on day by day, something is keep on let me to think. And then mm-hmm. one thing is thinking of uh, of my mom. Where is my mom's sons? Because I keep on quarrel with her, and then sometimes I even those I stay nearby, stay inside, stay stay in the same island. Nearly sometimes six months, I didn't go back. I didn't call them. So something is not so. Um, I see there's something is wrong with me. And then the third turning point is when I watch a forum. Uh, in Malaysia, there's a forum Padana. Uh, there's a Islamic program actually. So uh, at the end of the program, they will say Islam is the way of life. There's something quotes that is very interesting because I didn't been through since uh, uh, the previous religion I go through. I didn't heard that. That's the new quotes for me. So start from there, I'm trying to search, I'm trying to do the research, but still need time. Actually, that's in 2005, I think, 2005. So start that time, I start studying about Islam and then look for more information about Islam uh, until some some one day, I can't, I can't control myself really because uh, in the beginning, I just want to do a simple research and then have my own study. And then I, tell, I told my friend, I want to become a Muslim. Mostly of my Muslim friends, they, 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 they didn't agree because they just treat me as a joke, just like a joke. It's quite sad, actually, quite sad. And then... When uh, I go around in Malaysia, there's a few uh, masjid. I go and ask them, I want to become a Muslim. Mostly, they didn't give me a, an accurate answer. They all turned me up with an answer that you go to uh, the religion office, you go to Perkin. No one showed me the way, actually. It's nearly one year. I take mm-hmm. one year time. I was quite upset at that time. I said, all around me is is all Muslim. But why? Nobody will come in compared to my previous religion. When I see I want to baptize, they sending their all their all their delegates from each different church to come and welcome me. But when I try, when I ask myself, I offer myself to become a Muslim, why people is keep on rejecting me and keep keep giving me the the, the the same answer. You go to the religion office, you go to the Pakim NGO. How do I know I'm not a Muslim? How do I know where is the religion office? What is Pakim for me? So i quite upset until uh, in July or uh, in August, one of my friends that's a quite long time friend, uh, we are actually, we lost contact. He contacted me up. Uh, his name is Aziz. I just told him, I said, Aziz, I want to become a Muslim. The first question he asked, you want to marry the Malay girl? Ah? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, you know me, I'm a workaholic, so I don't have time 
to to go dating for this. I just say I want to become become a Muslim. I want to get into Islam. I want to know more about Islam. I want to become a Muslim because at that time it's nearly two months before Ramadan, I think. Because we are having our, our Ramadan in October, uh, end of September at that time. So I just told him, I said, I want to become a Muslim, but I don't know what's the actual official way to become a Muslim. I don't even know we need to shahada. I just told him and then he's tried trying to arrange, but it's quite long time, uh, taking quite long time. And then waiting until end of Ramadan is in 26 Ramadan. Mm -hmm. uh, As this coming up, he said, uh, Kelvin, my previous name is Kelvin. So I ca cannot come and fetch you now. Uh, we need to wait after Raya. Oh my God, I really disappointed because I I put a lot of hope on him because he is the only hopes I, I can I can get through. But he also gave me some answer that I need to wait because as what I hope is I can have my Ramadan puasa officially as a Muslim on that on that time. But it's nearly end on this 26th Ramadan. And then he called up, he said he cannot come. He cannot come and meet me, only can meet me, meet me up after Raya. So I really upset one whole day. And then during on the six, uh, I think it's just about 6.30 in the afternoon, he called me up again. Kevin, I come and pick you up tonight. I said, you don't, is that true? You don't make a joke because just now, you said you cannot come. And then now you said you want to pick me up tonight. I said, which one is true? Because I, I, I'm at that time, I'm very upset and I'm very stressful because I cannot get myself what I want because it's different. When I want to become a Muslim, uh, the, the condition is different that I, sometimes if I want something, if I cannot, cannot get it, I just forget it. But when, when I want to become a Muslim, the feeling is different. If once I still cannot get it, I still want it. The feeling is totally different than what's my previous life before. So I just told him, please, don't make a joke on me. Don't make me upset again. He promised, he said, uh, after Iftar, he come and pick me up. So he come and pick me up in Penang and then uh, he sent me a he come with his uh, one of his colleague, and then pick me up there and send bring me to Para. At that night, I reached the masjid in Para. Matukurau is about two o'clock in the morning. Then both of them bring me into the masjid, and then meet up and then ustad because uh at because it's. Uh, end of 10 days, they having a gathering in, in, in masjid. They have the Kamala in masjid. So they also ask me, are you really uh, prepared to become a Muslim? Yes, I say. Okay, you just follow me. So that time, I recited my shahada. It's a, when that time when I recite my, my shahada, only I know so easy when I want to become a Muslim, why people all around me cannot show me the easy way, the easiest way for me. 
Alhamdulillah, on that day, I start my fasting. On the same day, it's my my first solat is on the Friday morning, my subuh. And then my first solat Jumaat. And then my first iftar, uh, my first fasting on the 27th of Ramadan, 1427 Hijrah. It's uh, on the date of 20th October, 2006. So during that time, I just decided I want to quit all my job. I resign, and then I want to be, uh, I want to study full time about Islam. So start from them. Uh, then uh, 2006 until 2013, uh, my journey. I take seven years from zero to basic to complete my diploma in Islamic study in 2013. And then, Alhamdulillah, I just completed my degree in Islamic study. I just graduate on uh, this April. So I'm still studying. So that's my a bit uh, my journey for my rewards. Mm. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah thank you for such an epic journey. Epic. Um, sorry, I'm actually having quite a terrible feedback on my side. I'm maybe brother Iskandar, you can uh, speak first while I exit and come back in. <laughs> okay, brother Iskandar, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, speak you first. um, you can proceed first to speak to brother Shafiq. Ask him any questions if you have any. I'll leave and come back in again. I think it's something to do with the audio for my side. Okay. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's really first of all, like, thank you for sharing this story because an amazing story with so many details. Actually, it's 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 also you know with ups and lows, and you know it's very um, it's kind of soul. You laid your soul bare, you know, in front of an audience, and I think that's really yeah. awesome that you did that. Yeah. So uh, thanks for that. No. And um, second of all, I, I noticed in the beginning of your, of your story, you talked about uh, yeah, I choose this. That your grandmother uh, was uh, a Taoist, right? Yeah. And that, and that you um, uh, followed the religion of Taoism because it was expected of you because it, you know, uh, that's what your ancestors do, right? And I think um, I think I had a similar sort of experience, and I think many people choose to follow their, you know, their cultural religion, just because it's expected of them. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so recognizable and so applicable in so many situations that I think uh, your story is really relevant for a lot, for many people when we listen to it like this. But um, yeah, I've actually so many things to say, but I don't want to take too much time. No problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, thank you, Brother Iskandar. Um, so I just do a quick summary of what you just shared so that, you know, maybe the audience who came in later could get a full picture of what uh, you shared. So in the beginning, you said that you were a Taoist because uh, probably it's a hereditary inherited from your parents, right? Your parents yeah. were Taoist, um, but you don't really know much about Taoism also. You just sort of like going with the flow and, um, but it didn't speak to you. It didn't resonate with you at that point in time. So you decided to go and discover more about Buddhism. And from that journey of discovering more Buddhism, yeah, it again did not give you any answer to how you can connect with the creator 
it was more like a way of life instead of you know giving you a direct connection with your creator is that correct i think yeah something still, you find still happen the emptiness inside of me i can't get the real answer that i want because at that time i don't know what this creative is but there's the emptiness inside of me i'm still not satisfied with the answer i'm trying to search i can't get the answer yet at the time yeah so so uh you don't you don't feel like you there's a void in your heart there's something that's missing and you didn't get an answer so um you decided to you know carry on this journey of discovering about your meaning of life and finding the creator and eventually you met a group of friends who are protestants christians and they you went to their house for some prayer sessions and you see them making doa in in islam doa is like supplication in english um it's not like the formal prayer but it's just like raising up your hands and asking god for help or you know just talking to god directly in that sense and um so through the experience you came you were attracted to christianity um and you followed your friends but somehow even during this time of you know exploring christianity there was still uh an answer that what you were looking for and you couldn't find and throughout that whole time as a christian you eventually find that you know it's uh, not really what you wanted and you couldn't get the answer still and therefore you ended up becoming a free thinker you just didn't want a religion to tell you you know what is the meaning of life anymore you just wanted to live your life as you are and try to make yourself happy in any way possible um so during this journey as a free thinker um you were still searching and uh you resorted to drugs at the end of the day because you were affected by a lot of life problems as well at the same time and these were sort of your answers to life and you became addicted to it and you also started selling it hoping that you know because it's a lucrative business and you can see people are also attracted to to drugs so therefore you were leading a life such as this but eventually you kept going lower and lower and lower down the rabbit hole or something like that keep going down and it did not pick you up to a, a human that is more dignified a person who has you know a true sense of himself understanding the meaning of his life why his purpose of being in this world and how he could not only support his himself but also his community and those around him so you needed to find an answer somehow and um you couldn't find and life was getting bad you were arguing and fighting your parents or your, your dad to a point that you contemplated of ending your life and um the as a situation get worse you started to drop a whole bottle of Dettol down and <laughs> you and you know it wasn't your time <laughs> so you did not die and, what we call um, is die hard. <laughs> yeah. And your friend came to to your rescue. In some sense, he he brought you to the hospital. Doctor said you were lucky that you know the death toll did not seep into your your uh, stomach and start burning up all your organs, and you were saved. And you were still arguing with the doctor, and you still tried so hard to figure out how to end your life, right? But you just couldn't and uh if and you wanted to sort of go to the beach one day to just contemplate about life and just so happen is also the time when our catastrophic event happened around asia and around the world as the tsunami but you didn't know that was coming so 
by that day, so miraculously, you also didn't wake up in time, you didn't go to the beach in time, but you had over 40 over missed calls, your friends were trying to reach you, thinking that you might do something silly, and the tsunami happened, and you were saved from it, you didn't, you weren't at the beach, if you were there, you would have been swept away by it, and afterwards, you saw a masjid in the TV, is it? That's, yeah, that's in single uh, masjid. YouTube actually said YouTube. that's an amateur video. They they, they videoed it up and then they, they quite lots of people shared it in the, at that time during the tsunami. So mm -hmm. I just uh, uh, watch it. Actually, there's a lots of video about tsunami in Penang in Aceh. So I just watch it. Some the, the most attracted me is the Aceh, the Masjid Ar Rahma. It's quite attractive mm -hmm. because all around the masjid is empty, clear. It's only masjid in between the empty land. Yeah. So yeah. Just let me think about there's someone or something that is uh, controlling this universe. Mm -hmm. So this masjid is referring to is masjid by Baitul Rahman. Um, Rahman means the merciful, the most merciful. So, I mean, if you look at this, it's something like Allah is saying, I'm, you know, I. I, I keep this masjid protected and everywhere else is, you know, gone. <laughs> and that gave you sort of like a awakening and you realize that who is protecting this this uh, religious site, this mosque, this mosque, right, in in the middle of uh, Aceh. And um, that uh, got you inquisitive and you decided to research more a bit about Islam and your heart was ready to submit to Allah. And at the point in time, you did ask people how to be a Muslim, right? And most of them were thinking you were joking about it. They didn't take you seriously. Um, you went even to the mosque and some of them just give you very, um, not very direct instructions of what to do. They just leave you to do everything yourself and which you are quite lost. And even your friend um, during Ramadan that Sunday called you, uh, the first question he asked you was, you know, are you doing this uh, because you want to marry a Malay? Because in Malaysia, it's like mostly uh, the majority there are Malays and he's thinking that you're going to be marrying one. That's why you want to be a Muslim. Um, and afterwards, you even tried, you know, you still held on to that, that will to be a Muslim. And that's what's very impressive, I find. And um, even at that point, um, somehow I think Allah brought him back to you and, and said that he's going to pick you up and you, you started to doubt if he's being serious or not um, but alhamdulillah you you went with it and eventually you you went to the mosque and you take the shahada and mashallah such a, um, a beautiful journey um, just want to add you know on the point of how people say you want to be a Muslim because you want to marry someone. This is a very common question that even I myself get, um, which I would like to also put it out here that, you know, brothers and sisters, we should not be asking this question to anyone who of a different race, you know, coming into a, uh, to Islam because, you know, it can imply, you know, that you are implying that we are pretending to be Muslim so that, you know, just to marry somebody, which is quite offensive to someone who really want to dedicate his heart to Allah. And uh, the assumption itself feels really um, like you have downgraded our, our faith to a point that 
you know, it's just out of marriage, which is not true all the time. So I, I hope that, you know, we should refrain from such questions in the future, especially for new new uh, people who really want to uh, embrace Islam. In fact, we should just ask him, you know, what makes you attracted to Islam? You know, what is your story? Or, you know, go and find out if you roughly know the basics about Islam. So he knows what he's, he's getting himself into, you know, and then start to take his shahada. That's that's what we, he wants that to do, to take his shahada already. So why are we holding it back, right? So I think um, he made a very important point here that we all should take note. You know, such questions can uh, actually be Un, un, unwarranted basically that's why i have to say um thank you brother so much for for that sharing i hope i didn't take too much of the airspace here <laughs> but uh, but yeah um because I, I just got carried away and and i thought you know you're such a beautiful story here uh, any questions you have uh, uh sister Risi or brother iskandar you can go ahead to proceed to ask any questions hi uh i don't really have any question right now but i just want to say like um, there's this quote that I heard in this podcast by Sheikh Hamza Youssef that talks about um, a religious man is someone who doesn't want to go to hell, but a spiritual man is someone who's been to hell and doesn't want to go back. And I feel like that perfectly describes your story. Like you, you've been to hell, you know, through all these drugs, through like these like days that blends into nights and everything. As someone who's used drugs in the past, I know what it's like to, you know, um, not know what's going on and uh, that feeling is kind of it kind of it's over consuming but it's also I feel like Islam is one of those religions that like it's one of those freest thinking religion a lot of people think Islam is like a narrow-minded one but truly everyone else who is like free thinkers they are still entrapped or enslaved by society's values and goals of what they determine to be success you'll see that a lot of free thinkers um instead of having you know worshiping god they have a whole stash of books um about self-help how to become a millionaire how to become jeff bezos and how to become rich and famous and whatnot and this is their idea of free thinking or they might just um if they're a girl they might you know bear it all, post on Instagram, you know, get as many likes as possible, thinking that they're free and liberated, that their soul is like, you know, out there and that they're, you know, somehow not enslaved by society, but they still are. So I really, really like the points that you mentioned. And, you know, mashallah, like the whole entire flood, like nothing is really a coincidence. And also that part where you, you told the doctor, you know, like that, you know, a, a mental person wouldn't do that. Only a sane person would be sane enough to realize you know, the absurdities of life and try to act upon it. And, you know, like we're all in Islam right now because otherwise we would be in, we would all be in very terrible situations. So, you know, alhamdulillah for everything. MashaAllah. Great sharing, sister. Brother Iskandar, do you have anything to share? Brother Iskandar, by the way, um, did study about Buddhism. He even wanted to become a Kung Fu, <laughs> learn Kung Fu from a temple. So he, he actually got learn quite in depth in buddhism maybe you can give a brief you know what is the difference between i know you shared it in your the ramadan series but i think now it's quite you know appropriate to share a bit of buddhism and taoism what's the difference difference between buddhism and taoism i think it's very hard to uh, hard to explain because um first of all i think in in buddhist practice and in buddhist uh religion as well as in taoist practice and taoist religion there's a, a difference between the uh, the principles and the philosophy uh, and between what people do so when when buddha says uh, said uh, don't look for me because after i'm dead i'm dead you know and people still offer incense and pray to his statues that's like a, a divide between theory and practice in my opinion right and i think the same goes for taoism right um 
Uh, I don't think there's a specific doctrine in the Tao Te Ching that explains why there is a polytheistic uh, pantheon in Taoism. And I think that this divorce is making a lot of people confused, including me. And I think this this is also true for Brother Leo. Um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what to explain actually, because it's it's very broad, and we could sit here for like five days and still be talking about it. So, well, I, I guess uh, the, the last time you start talking about something or starting from one and starting from zero, that concept, um, like a broad concept about it. So something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because when we say. Uh, as Muslims, we say that uh, the the ultimate truth belongs to Allah, right? I mean, uh, everything came from Allah, but I think the the, the Buddhists they say uh, that the truth is void, that everything came from nothing, and I think there's a fundamental difference between Buddhism and Taoism in that the Taoists say uh, that there was uh, uh, what they call Taiji or the the first extreme origin, you know, where the first thing came from. And I think, uh, yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Brother Iskander, on uh, the difference between Taoism and Buddhism. Um, so, and, and uh, do you have questions for Brother Shafiq, you know, about uh, his journey or anything you'd like to add for the comment? Yeah, because I think uh, suicide is a very heavy topic. And uh, yeah, once again, uh, you know, because I haven't gone through that process myself personally, I can't really comment on it. But uh, uh, I think suicide these days is becoming a bigger and a bigger, uh, a much bigger problem than it was before. And uh, because in Holland, I, I'm seeing a lot of people uh, increasingly, you know, the youth committing suicide. I think in Japan, this is also the case. And I don't know about Singapore, but I, th I think it might be beneficial for us to you know, share, uh, you know, the suicide hotline uh, for people who might be dealing with these issues. But I, I wanted to ask uh, the brother specifically how how Islam uh, helped you with suicidal thoughts or if that if that's something that came later or if, uh, yeah, specifically that. Okay, uh, so if, before we go to Brother Shafiq, just so you know, right, um yeah singapore so everywhere around the world have uh, increasing suicide rates la, so it's, yeah. yeah so so brother shafiq okay yeah um what uh exactly is in islam that took you you know give you hope that you know didn't want to get you commit suicide you know again or what exactly is in islam that you feel there's the void being filled and eventually you don't want to leave this religion. What exactly is that? Okay. So as uh, the beginning, I told you that I attracted with the quotes of Islam is the way of life. Actually, I searched for it. Uh, because I myself, during I'm in a uh, diploma, on the semester one and semester two, I still still got a lot of query about myself. Why I need to do the prayers, the solat? Why I need to do all the fasting? I keep on asking myself, yeah, I, if I didn't do this, nobody will know. But one thing, when we submit to Allah, Allah is looking from, on me. Allah is checking on me every time, every single day. So I try to understand what the really inside our solar. So actually, I found out 
when we're doing our solat, we are doing our niat. We, we're having our niat and which one is intention. Actually, this the intention trains us to become a normal human. So every time when you are having your daily routine, you are doing because in the name of Allah. So that's the main point I found out in, in, in Salat. And then what we ever recite during our Salat, Ihdina Siratan Mustaqeen. We ask Allah to show us the right path. But do we do it in our daily life, our daily routine? We go into the right path. Or we trying to find the shortcut. So that's bring me back, actually, bring me back my belief, bring me back my life. So life is so beautiful. Even though I didn't gain such high salary for today, but I feel the happiness. Mm. My life, I feel the satisfaction. Yeah, now because now I'm working as a freelance, uh, even though I, I, I'm doing the radio program in Malaysia, RPM uh, for the chat, uh, the Mandarin version uh, in Islamic content. Actually, I'm a producer on it. So, yeah, even though I didn't gain a lots of money, but I still feel happy. The internal part is not what I have now, but it's what I gain from my inside. Mm. So actually, so I, I it's made me uh, more clearer because. We daily, we doing our prayers, we doing our du'a, Rabbana atina fit dunia hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhabana. We ask Allah to give us the peacefulness in reality today, the dunya, and the peacefulness in eternity. So we are, we have a, we having a two station. This is a transit. And then this is a transit to gain all our good deeds to bring to the eternity. So it's made me make my life actually all all when I start study Quran is make me more clearer about mm. life. You have to responsible on it. What the creator have give you. Yeah, even though yes we having each people also have their hard time. But how do you going to find the solution? It's not suicide. It's not you getting into into the drugs. You can settle all the problems. Mm. It's only the internal part when you submit to the Creator. You only can. This is the only way you can find a way. If not, you can't get rid of it. You will keep on keep yourself still digging, digging, and then you digging the hole. It's like ostrich. Keep on hiding. But you can't find a way out. Actually, I take a few years because after I embrace uh, Islam, in the beginning also I have to, the I have to regret actually. I want get out from Islam again. At the beginning, but Allah made me think again. It's not easy. I think in my journey so long, Allah tested me without anybody welcome me during i'm going to submit myself to islam so that's made me get get my strength to hold on it and then keep on uh, upgrade myself with uh, islamic uh, study islamic information and then i try to blend with my daily life 
Yes, Islam is the way of life. It's not only the ritual for the five minutes, but the ritual or the salat or the ibadah is bringing to our daily routine. It's blend together. We can separate it. If we separate it, so will we become a fake Muslim? You only submit to Allah during the time of salat. You only submit to Allah during the fasting period. But we need to submit to Allah fully. Even though in Quran also said, please submit yourself fully. Only Allah will open the way for us. So Alhamdulillah, in this region, yes, make me stronger, even though I'm not a rich guy now, <laughs> even though I didn't gain any high salary. Alhamdulillah, I don't even have a hard time on my economy, even though, yeah, Alhamdulillah, everything mm -hmm. is plus. Alhamdulillah. It's only when the time, when, when you still feel stressed, yes, we have the way. We can have a wudu, we can have, we can recite the Quran and then just read on the translation to get understand deeper part. You will find a way. But for first thing, when you embrace yourself to Islam, yes, you have to learn. You have to know what the religion is. You can't just simply follow what people do and you do it. Because in the beginning, yes, I'm following people, what people do, I do. But I didn't understand what's really inside the religion taught me. So that's my way, actually. So, 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 so Alhamdulillah, it's already 15 years uh, from 2006 until now. Uh, Alhamdulillah, there's lots of things. And then uh, quite uh, satisfied and then Alhamdulillah. I feel so blessed and then I sometimes I can share with my new brother and sister even though I'm using my uh, Mandarin language to teach them in Fatu'ain, uh, sharing with them. So actually this is a way to, to upgrade ourselves and then to bring it our religion into the life, into the daily life. It's not religion, a part of religion, but religion is inside our daily life. We cannot separate it. Mm -hmm. so this, is, this is what we call Islam is a way of life so actually I found that uh, what's the behind is that Islam is a way of life Marshall, thanks for sharing such a beautiful um, answer to this question uh, what I'd like to ask you next is you know, what are your challenges um, that you faced after you, I mean, you, I heard your challenges that you shared before you embraced yeah. Islam. So, what are the challenges after? How did you tell your parents about it? And you know, were were, were there any problems you faced after embracing Islam? Alhamdulillah, for my family and my relative, they have not. Uh, they didn't object. I mean, they, 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 uh, I keep it for one year because uh, at that time I don't know. Allah keep on turning me keep on turn my heart to uh, because at that, that time I'm study for my certificate in uh, Islamic studies so uh, actually before this um, before I'm a Muslim I seldom call my parents but after my revert my heart's turning different keep on let me thinking about my parents 
Mm. When I call my mom, my mom asking me, how's your work? Actually, I'm not working. I'm studying about Islam. So I, I try not to lie. I just say, mm, mm. but at that time, how long that I can, I, 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 I want to keep it like this. I cannot keep on lying. So at the end, when I having my semester break, I going back to my hometown. Actually, I think maybe in the beginning, my mom also found out already because last time I have a long hair, long hair, and then twice a week I will change my hair color. Even though my father also, ah, mongan it's very tired already. My father because my father is a conservative Chinese, so they. they he don't like his own son to become like such, <laughs> like like those those style. Even though I pierce earring, and then when he found out, I pierce one more again and doing my tattoo, everything. And this is what my father look at me at that time. But but when after my reverts, I shorten my hair, I become bald. So I think at that time my mom found out, but something wrong with my son i just don't want to let her worry because maybe he, he she will think that i just come up from jail yeah you bought <laughs> where's your hair <laughs> so i don't want to let her worry so but when the semester break i going back so i'm i asked her i asked her to go and visit my auntie uh, which has the, uh, the elder sister of my mom. It's a few years already I didn't go visit them because when I get into the dark, drug uh, problem, so I didn't re don't even visit all my relatives. But after the semester break, I go and visit. And then suddenly my auntie asked me, what are you doing now? Are you studying about Islam? I said, Subhanallah. How my auntie know? Because already a few years I didn't meet them. So how? Why? Why the question will come out from her mouth? So my mom come up from the kitchen, just told me. I don't care what religion you go to. The most important thing you can take care of yourself. Mashallah, at that time. All the thing that I kept for one year, I just bring it up. Alhamdulillah, my mom accepted, and then my even though my auntie, but in the beginning, yes, there's a my of uh, a few cousin that different region, uh, they uh, have a gaps in between me, cause I don't know why. Maybe of all the. Or the fake news that made them scared about Muslim. But Alhamdulillah, I'm taking a few years to keep on contacting with them and then keep on the relation go on. Each time of festive season, I'm going back to visit them, especially on CMY. <coughs> CMY, i going to visit my relative. And now Alhamdulillah, all my relatives is very good connection now. Uh, Alhamdulillah. But the most challenging is from our Muslim community itself. Okay. <laughs> okay. I still remember uh, in the beginning, two years uh, after my reversion, a few person 
came and talked to me and then when he knew uh, I am a new Muslim, he trying to touch on me. Can you please recite your Shahada one more time? Wow. Actually, it says a few. It's not one, a few person in different, different areas. keep on testing me and then even though one one time i go to solat in one masjid one guy after the prayers one guy chase on me and then keep on yelling on me and then he stopped me he said because at that time i'm wearing a white t-shirt mm -hmm. so during my solat because my tattoo is at, at my back it's quite clear when i having my i i put on a white, white t-shirt he scold me you know this haram is uh, you have a tattoo after you die how people going to take them make your hadas nasa everything he's keep on yelling on me he don't even let me to talk i feel so frustrated at that time but i just keep quiet and then after he's scolding yelling on me then he just walk away he don't even ask me, don't even give me a salam. So it's quite upset at that time. I said, why our community of Muslim like this? He should come and know me and then to give a salam. Because even though Rasulullah also asked us, please start with salam first. But he didn't. He just keep chasing on me and then until in front of the mansion and he's yelling on me and has called me because of my tattoo. So that's my experience actually. So actually this thing made me more to get more strength to learn more about Islam. Because I know sometimes when they talk, maybe they don't even have the knowledge on it. So it made me more strength and meant made me to find a way to get to know more about Islam. Alhamdulillah. Now a day also, I, I, I also doing kulia in masjid all around in Klang Valley. Even sometimes I have uh, others invitation in other states. Alhamdulillah. So I mostly bring up uh, Islam is the way of life, the topic and the topic of that. Well, how we share message of Islam, especially with our neighbors. It's, that's that's yeah. that's the challenging way like because mostly the challenge challenging part is from our muslim community itself <laughs> from yeah. non-muslim alhamdulillah uh, i have a good community and then they they even though my 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 former previous school uh schoolmate also sometimes they also ask me about the question about islam i, ju I, I just i just let them know like, don't don't feel shy don't feel sh uh, just come easily and come ask me. I will tell you what I know. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Mm, Alhamdulillah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's a very good point you made um, regarding firstly the tattoo and how the guy didn't even say salam to you at first, knowing that you're Muslim. And also that the fact that, you know, if you want to advise someone, you should use adab also. <laughs> Not shout, shout, shout all the way and just, you know, trying to get a point across, but without understanding the situation initially 
this tattoo was, you know, what you had on before you became a Muslim. So it doesn't come off immediately. Tattoos are quite permanent. Yeah, In fact, yeah. <laughs> it takes a long time, even if you want to take it off uh, and to have a heat to heal it back, right? So so we should not be so judgmental uh, as, as a community. I agree on, on the point. Um, also that we should always give people the benefit of doubt that they are trying their best to be practicing Muslim also. They just entered the religion. So they are also on a journey of discovering more about Islam and to eventually become a, a 100% practicing Muslim. So you, you have to give them the, the chance to practice their, their Islam. So, yeah, I think that, that that you make a lot of sense. In fact, sometimes, you know, people immediately assume, you know, when you're Chinese, you, you are not a Muslim. Or as long yes. as you're not in Southeast Asia. Yeah, as long as you're not Malay or something, you're immediately not a Muslim. So uh, I also do face some of the situation, even like queuing up for Nasi Padang sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> people you know when i say salam they, they won't reply me because they think that i'm not muslim why 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 they should reply me you know so i will jokingly sometimes just either say fatiha or say shahada then oh okay this guy is a muslim but uh, over time they start to know my face around so so they get used to to me yeah so that that does make uh you make a very strong point because you know the main thing is as a community we all should learn to be more accepting of others less judgmental and the more you exude salam or love towards people people are more attracted to the religion and also attracted to people who are nice right so you tend to want to ask questions about islam because you're nice yeah thanks for sharing that uh challenges that you face brother um what other let's say okay advice you can give with regards to uh suicide so okay i i want to share with you guys like you know earlier why why this is important because you know now currently in the situation of covid 19 we are all in lockdown we have uh, most of us at least in lockdown i don't know about the rest of the world um but this is taking a mental toll on a lot of people and people have also you know need some mental support and even in singapore right um, the statistics for you know suicide cases is also quite high recently so um hang on let me see i can show you this yeah so this is just from channel news asia not long ago we have the highest <laughs> in Asia uh, amid covid 19 pandemic and you know 452 suicide case so um why I'm sharing this is because also it's an important point to take note that, you know, a lot of people are suffering uh, through mental stress and there's a hotline in Singapore. For Singapore, Singapore is 24 hours and this is the hotline. Okay, it's the Samaritans of Singapore. You can reach out to them. Uh, for those who are currently watching this, you know, a friend who might be going through a uh, difficult yeah. situation now, you know, you can call this hotline or get them to call this hotline. Give them the moral support and understand, you know, what they are probably facing right now. We should be uh, more understanding and sensitive to, to what they're going through. So this is the hotline. For those who want, you can write it down and, you know, you can share with those uh, who need it. Yeah. Um, yeah, brother Eskana said that in Holland, the suicide hotline is 113, by the way. So for those uh, Dutch out there who is watching this, you can also know the number is 113. All right. I think Sister Risi is going to share. You know what's the hotline for Toronto? I don't know. Maybe she, she will find it out and share it also. Okay. So um, for some of uh, the comments that I see, they're asking if you know uh, Sheikh Hussein Yi because he's uh, in Malaysia. Have you met him? And um, uh, you know, you can look for him for you know some advice on yeah. Islamic. Yeah. 
So, Brother Shafiq, uh, maybe for tonight, we're going to end the session already. Do you have any um, you know, advice for New Reverts and Muslims uh, alike? Final words or advice to us um, to encompass the entire session tonight? Yeah, please share with us an advice. Inshallah. Uh, for all the community, all, all around the world, because now we are having, especially the suicide cases, getting higher, even in Malaysia. Even in Malaysia, once, uh, I think, three to four cases per week. Three to four cases per week. It's compared to before this, it's, that's a lot. So, one thing, try to get someone to talk, a good listener to talk. You need to voice up. You need to speak up. Don't keep it by yourself. When you keep it by yourself, you are alone. You are getting stressful. Try to get someone. And then even though we are the <coughs> community around, need also to take care and alert people around us. Because people, when they are in such beginning stage to get to getting to commit suicide actually they have a different reaction there and the emotion is the the, the emotion part is a lot of different to normal so we need ourselves also we need to care and take alert note all people near us and then for our new muslim don't stop learning because when you stop learning, you will do not know, you will not enjoying what the religion teaches. Don't stop learning because the knowledge in Islam is wide and limitless. Uh, it's without any limit. So when, once you have time, keep on learning. Because Islam is a religion that can fulfill our daily life routine. Because for me, my experience to previous different different religion, only the truth religion, Islam can bring us to become a normal and then peaceful internal person. Inshallah, don't stop learning. Keep on update yourself. Keep on go through the with the community. Get to know others. Inshallah. One more advice on uh, on us about how to help someone to kick the habit of taking drugs. Like, okay. You know, some people might have that. Okay. Habit. For me, my, my first stage is I quarantine myself from the friends that they taking drugs. We need to quarantine ourselves. So, which means you need to go up from that community. You cannot go in again because we are weak human normally we are weak and then we are quite easy to get back to that group if you didn't quarantine yourself so you need to get up from the community first don't mix up with them because you can't find any benefit on it one thing just think do we want to end our life with the addition or do we want to make our life to be more meaningful when we end it? Just think. That's the only way. Because you need to quarantine. You need to separate yourself from, from the, the drugs addict community. Don't mm -hmm. go and mess up with that. 
Mashallah, beautiful advice, uh, brother. Um, I also like to add that you know, first is you have to also un- know the signs that you're addicted to to something, right? Some people might be addicted to pornography. Some people might be addicted to drugs and that. So you first have to recognize the signs that you have an addiction. And after recognizing those signs, you must first come to terms with it and know that you can actually seek help and admit that you know you are addicted to it. So you also have to agree and admit, come face to face with it. You know, so you you should not have you know this kind of feeling that you can overcome everything. You need help, so you need to seek help. And there's all these hotlines uh, you can find online where they can help you kick an addiction even for smoking if you want to quit smoking. Uh, so drugs are also one of those things. So uh, thank you so much, uh, brother, for sharing this beautiful story, brother Shafiq, and also for you know your revert story, which I hope inshallah will inspire everyone, uh, will benefit everyone from tonight's session. And uh, we hope that all of you have a beautiful week ahead, inshallah. May Allah bless all of you and uh, we see you again next week we will talk about heaven and hell you know are they real and uh, looking forward to Ustaz Saif Rahman to share his wisdom with us on that so tune in next Sunday to watch that episode thank you again brother Shafiq and to everyone out there on our uh, watching to our viewers out there Assalamualaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh thank you everyone